Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for uh, this is now episode five uh, of the Professional Insights. Uh, thanks rolling. for listening. Um, I'm Brandon Curry, Josh Bond, Jeff Collins, Trevor Lindy. And uh, so for this particular episode, we actually had uh, another one of our listeners uh, that actually won. I guess they're going to be winning again because uh, they reached out again with another question. So it, it actually sparks and takes takes all of us into account for this one. Um, they wanted to know, uh, Eric and Peter, so congratulations on the bottle of wine. Um, the whole purpose, uh, and I'm going to initially flip it to, this is going to be a Jeff and a Josh question, but initially Jeff, about HST on uh, vacant land. And yes. what, 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 like, could go around that. I, I, I referred them to you, right? H- HST is always a tricky issue. Uh, and what we always say is talk to your accountant to get the definitive answer. Uh, but your real estate agent, your lawyer should have some kind of direction for you anyways. Uh, but definitely talk to your, your accountant to get the, the final answer. As far as HST for personal use of vacant land, no HST is payable if an individual sells personal use vacant land. Okay, so the, all right, so let, let's, in English, then yep. if I'm understanding you correctly, if it's a vacant land... Um, and it was used as uh, like a backyard or a side yard or, am I, am, you know, no, the best that, way to put it would be selling it, it to it, someone else for the same use. Yeah, they had a double sized lot. Okay. And it was registered with two separate lot plans, but they kept both of them side by side. Okay. Yeah, you, you have to d- distinguish that, right? Because you can't just sell off a backyard. Right. Right. You, you'd have to go through. <clears throat> so this is already this. If it's already severed and, Correct. and that and like registered separately as a separate lot already severed, then. Yep. And they're selling it to, and that's what it was used for. And someone's going to keep it as like a backyard kind of a thing. Perfect. Yeah. Just, I just wanted no to qualify that because yeah, yeah, no, no, it's good to just think that you can sell off your backyard and it'd be relatively simple. I mean, you have to go through the proper process with the municipality, get it severed, unless you've got two lots and your backyard is essentially a whole lot on a re- registered plan. And, and it actually leads to another question that, that Erica, I believe, asked about it okay. too, yeah. is that they wanted to buy their, their neighbor's vacant lot, more or less, and they were told uh, through friends that you might have to get it severed on closing before you could take it over. If it is already a vacant lot in a registered, registered plan and they have a, a separate lot, you don't have to sever it at all, right, Josh? Correct. If it's a whole lot on a registered plan of subdivision, it's one of the exceptions under the Planning Act, uh, and it'll always be recognized as a whole lot unless it receives some other treatment or somebody carves so, off a, legally a portion of that land, as long as it stays a whole lot on registered okay, plan so we'll, of subdivision. We'll, we'll quickly close okay. that. So just in, in, well, like in English, yep. that means that if there, was a, if there was a subdivision already severed on a plan, and then someone built a home and said, hey, I want the lot either back to me because I don't want any neighbors yes. or next to me. I want to, I, And then they're just going to sod it and that's just going to yeah. be, you know, whatever. Yep. And then they in turn sell that to somebody else for, again, personal use. And that person can build on it too. doesn't matter. There's no HST on that lot. Am I correct? There's no HST. I'm not sure about capital gains if you'd have to Oh, pay no, that, that, yes, there's capital gains. Okay, so there'd be capital gains that for that 100%. Answer. And it's as long as the plan wasn't deregistered either. So correct. if it's an older subdivision lot okay. uh, from a, a plan, say, from 70 years ago, they may have deregistered, so you have to look into it to see if it's been deregistered or not. Okay, so... so that's uh, a lawyer, lawyer job. <laughs> yeah, so, some, sometimes they'll deregister the plans. Got it. Not... not, not 
If it's a newer subdivision, I wouldn't be worried about it. I wouldn't be worried about it. But generally speaking, you see should, a lawyer. Should, should consult with an accountant, <laughs> yeah. in particular with respect to HST, because sure. you know we don't know whether you're, even in the circumstance where you own an otherwise vacant land and, and HST wouldn't attract whether you claimed some some form of HST tax credit or something along the lines. But generally speaking, it wouldn't apply. Okay. Yeah, and, and there's a big sticking thing, and we might as well make the whole episode about HST because Ooh, there's yeah, lots HST. to talk about on HST. Um, the most important thing to understand is always talk to your accountant before you decide, get it in writing or on an email what their decision is because in all real estate, typically you have HST included Always or HST in addition to. Yes, but always that's a big clause. You always have to presume that HST <clears throat> is attracted on everything, right? On every sale, save and except for those ones where the government has implemented an exemption. So there's HST applies to all transactions, but for most resale, most if not all resale properties, there's an exemption with respect to HST, and that's why you wouldn't attract. If you have your home, you're living in it, and you sell it. Right. Yeah. But it, there's also HST on um, real, estate uh, re, re, real estate fees. Yeah, real and estate legal. fees is, is HST and legal, and legal fees. Is there HST on mortgage brokering fees? No. <clears throat> excuse me. There is no HST on mortgage brokering fees. The only time there would be HST on... Uh, uh, brokering in particular is uh, example like Dominion Lending Centers is set up as a marketing company. So the real estate commissions that a broker kicks back to the brokerage itself is uh, uh, you are required to pay HST on that. But the broker fee itself for an individual circumstance, even if it's a Dominion Lending Centers agent, there's no cost for doing it. It's a it's a background cost is the best way to uh, to explain it. Okay, so as far as real estate fees go, if you're paying five percent commission on a on a sale of a property, that five percent commission will have HST on it. Okay, mm -hmm. and as far as the lawyer fees go, correct on a say a thousand dollar legal fee, you're going to be subject to a thirteen percent tax. On that thousand dollars, so an additional hundred and thirty dollars. So bring. But a, but a big thing in real estate is there is a clause in it that says HST is included in or in addition to, and sometimes there might be an accident where the agent didn't properly overlook it. So I think it's very important to know that when you're signing an offer, if it is in addition to or or excluded from, uh, or, or or included in, because the actual agent, if it doesn't explain, could be on the hook for that HST. And I've heard many cases of that. From yeah, my brokerage who says uh, be ultra careful. Definitely. More often than not, in in residential real resale, it's always included in. Correct. When you're a builder, it's included in. So if you're buying a five hundred ninety nine thousand dollar house, that's including HST already. Brand okay, new so build. The, the Just, builder's not technically really mm. getting five hundred ninety nine. Correct. Right. They're getting five thirty five in HST as opposed to that. But the 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 buyer is paying that HST. Just make sure that within your agreement, <clears throat> it stipulates that HST is included in your purchase Isn't price. Isn't it over, anything over 400000 for HST new builds? Is that, 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 that just got... No, no over $400,000, the builder can get a rebate of $24,000. If it's under $400,000, they can get a rebate of 40000 in HST. Mm. It's interesting, and you wonder why, why they do it like that, is I think they're trying to to build more affordable housing. So they put a bigger rebate for the $400,000 houses. Yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure on the, the quantification of the rebate, but yeah. it, definitely that 
there is a difference uh, in Once rebate. Once again, talk to your accountant. Correct. And, and also when we say accountant speak... people, we mean chartered accountant, Correct. not, not uh, bookkeeper. Block. Well, yeah, <laughs> or anything just like yeah. somebody <clears throat> just doing it on the side. We mean yeah, a, not a tax preparer. Yeah, yeah. a chartered yeah. accountant. They went to school. They took the UFI. They passed. That's who you want to deal with. I'll also keep in mind, too, to uh, in those circumstances where you are buying a new uh, property, it's your requirement uh, for yourself or your, one of your blood relatives to actually occupy the property in order for the uh, rebate to apply. So, you know, again, just if you're dealing with one of those situations, you know, check no. with your accountant, check with your lawyer. I mean, it's, So what uh, would that mean for something that's new around here for assignment sales? Uh, if from, someone from, buys it ahead of time, so when it's getting pre-constructed mm -hmm. and it comes close to closing time, and they're putting it back up for sale. So say they bought it at 450 with the builder and now they're selling for 600 just before close and they're gonna sign the sale without taking possession to a new buyer. Would there be Ooh. HST on that? I'd have, to, I'd have to double check that just to see whether it would apply. Generally speaking, HST is gonna apply everywhere. On the first transaction, um, there, it would be subject to a rebate. My presumption, you know, and I don't, I don't like to presume is that that would carry over to the assignment, but I would have to double check that. Okay, I think that it's important then that you'll know if it's included or in addition to, because that'll make always. a big difference always, on, always, on the assignment always. sale too, so. Always. Basically for this one, I'd always say, always ask your chartered accountant yep. and make sure your chartered accountant is actually a registered accountant too. Another, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from, from personal experience. From personal experience. Another, uh, another situation is, uh, you know, with agricultural land. Depending oh, yeah. on the size of agricultural land or how much land you're dealing with, you know, and combined with a resale property, a portion of it can be uh, subject to HST and another portion not. Uh, and again, commercial lands, generally speaking, always applies, but a lot of times it's another registrant who's purchasing the property. So as long as they provide you with their HST number and they're <coughs> undertaking to uh, self-assist, self-assess and uh, and indemnify you for any um, HST payable, then normally it's not collected on closing. Another HST uh, clause would be about multi-unit residential. And if it's multi-unit residential, you do not pay HST on the, on the purchase um, unless a portion of that property is commercial and you would pay a portion of that for the commercial property. Uh, so nothing on a fourplex, a threeplex, you know, yeah. a tenplex. Now, the only thing I'm not certain on is once it gets to a sixplex. I know from a financial perspective, there's a different characterization, uh, you know. Yeah, for commercial, commercial money is required as soon as it's five units or more. Correct. But that being said, um, the question I have just regarding that. But it, sorry, sorry I, I don't, I, I, we'd have to double check to see after five units whether HST uh, applies in the normal course. Uh, just the spin off to that is when there's a commercial component, is it based on square footage? How it, do you have any idea, Jeff? Yeah, I think if 10% of, of the building was commercial, then 10% of it would be That's apply how they would. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So once again, at the end of this wrap up, talk to your accountant just talk to make to your sure. HST is a yeah. wonderful thing. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of things that, that could happen if you don't. There's, yeah. There is a lot more with respect to HST, but we. We, we don't, don't want to bore you. That's right. <laughs> so, so that's about it for this week. Just be heads well, up. Heads up with respect to HST on your transaction and the fees that you're being charged. All okay. right. Awesome. That's yeah, it. Yeah, we're uh, about 11 minutes now. So. Okay, we'll All right. Thanks time. very much, everyone. Uh, tweet, share. Uh, Trevor, how do they do that? I like, like, us. Us, like us, share. 
Uh, we're starting to, to share it through LinkedIn as well. But and even uh, if you want to just text us one of your questions, you yeah, don't have yeah, to do yeah. it on social yeah. media yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah, want absolutely. to, if you don't feel comfortable. We don't even have to say your name if you don't want to. But yeah. we're here to answer and educate. Yeah. Yep. All right. Available Thanks. on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks, Hope. guys. Ciao. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hey, 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 hey. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.